Welcome. You're listening to It's All Woo to Me, a podcast exploring ideas, thoughts, and concepts of a spiritual nature. I'm your host, Nadia. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. Um, My name is Nadia. I am a QHHT practitioner, and I'm here today with Nicole Ben-Simon, who is also a QHHT practitioner. And we're both based in Melbourne, Australia. And we are obviously so enthralled in our work and we love talking about it. Um, So today we're going to talk about the soul's journey. And so we're going to talk about our experiences and what we've learned along the way on what happens to our soul when we pass. Because there's a lot that goes on. I know that a lot of people are familiar with reincarnation and karma and things like that but that in-between part of when we pass before we reincarnate so what happens to the soul there um so yeah we're going to have a bit of a chat about that um obviously this is live so we will open up for q a's at the end but as mentioned they'll be edited out so those of you who logged in today you're very lucky you'll get to have a chat with nicole and i at the end Um, So, Nicole, did you want to introduce yourself a little bit um, on what you do? Yes. um, So, yes, I'm Nicole Ben-Simon and I've been practicing QHHT for quite a number of years now. Um, And prior to that, I was doing past life regression therapy. But when I came across QHHT, I, I knew that I needed to be doing this to help other people because it helped me so much through my experience, my personal life experience, and um, helped me to understand um, why I needed to go through what I went through so that I can heal from it and move forward and learn the lessons so that I don't repeat them. So, yeah, here I am um, helping other people to do the same thing, and I'm loving, you know, I'm just loving um, being able to watch people transform in such a way that every time I do a session, I'm just blown away time and time again um, by how amazing people are and how we all have this ability that a lot of us don't know we have until we do a session and we just have this inner wisdom. So, yeah, so in a nutshell, I love what I do um, and I believe that I was born to do this. (laughs) So, yeah. Yes. It's yeah. interesting, isn't it? You're you're completely right. We all have the ability to tap into this all-knowing part of ourselves, yeah. and often we don't realize um, when we do it, how we do it. Sometimes we could be doing it without even realizing that we're doing it. Um, but once someone has gone through a QHHT session, they can then recognize recognize it, I suppose, for what it is when it happens in their daily waking lives and how to connect. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's quite a beautiful, a beautiful process. Yeah. So the topic at hand today, the soul's journey. Oh, you got puppy. I got a new little puppy, but she she needs to be quiet. Okay, be quiet. <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah. Um, um. So the soul's journey. Um. I know. Did you want to kick off on that, Nicole? Where do you, yeah, where well, would you like to start off with that? Yeah. I mean, firstly, I think that um, what I'd like to share is that the soul is our best friend. Uh, the soul loves us. The soul is why we're here and wanting us to learn what we need to learn. And it's 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 the part of us that wants us to grow and wants us to evolve. And um, uh, you know, when we come down into 
the 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 human vessel, the meat suit, the body, um, the soul is obviously there as as in the soul is what's driving us but we um we forget we forget everything when we are born um and so life is a journey of remembering and the more the more we connect to ourselves on a soul level the more in tune we are and the more we're following the the purpose that we came here to do because the soul wants to help us and um, sometimes the egoic part of us um, that's protecting us can get in the way and can confuse us and so once we once we uh, can really decipher between the part of our soul which is the quieter voice it's the loving voice it's the voice that tells you you know well done or you know turn right instead of left it's that quieter voice and um you know the egoic voice is the louder one that gets our attention often um once we know how to decipher between them um you know if the voice if the inner voice is not loving it's coming from the ego so it's really important to to know the difference between the soul's the soul's communication um, and the egoic communication. So I think it's really important to know that um, before, you know, whether or not you do a QHHT, because when you do a QHHT, you're actually bringing the soul forward and you're telling the ego to step aside. Um, but usually in our conscious everyday living, the ego is at the forefront. So it's really quite an exercise to, you know, to to be able to um tap into that that all all knowing and the wisdom the the soul's wisdom and once you can do that um you can go through life with less challenges <laughs> let's say that <laughs> yes yeah. that's probably an easy way to do it less friction less <laughs> is friction. yeah less friction which we all love yeah. um I know um, through my own experience, obviously I've, I'm sure you're probably the same, Nicole, you've read many, if not all of Dolores's books. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I, I, I read many of them before I became a practitioner as well. And what I have found personally in my sessions is so many of my clients have experiences that correlate with experiences that Dolores's clients had. So it's that nice little confirmation, I suppose, of what people experience between, let's say, between lives um, yeah. is very similar. Sometimes there are, I find, little differences, but it's all the, you know, quoting the castle, it's the vibe of it. It's all very similar, yeah. you know. Um I know in Dolores's books, I think it was in Between Life and Death where she talked about the Temple of Wisdom that people yes. would go and in the Temple of Wisdom there were the three different um, rooms or areas. Um, you had the Temple of Healing, the Tapestry Room and the Library. Yes. And they all formed part of that Temple yes. of Wisdom. Um, the Temple of Healing I find a really interesting one you know, I don't know if you've, um, I don't uh, know you would have had experiences with those, Nicole. But Often if people have had a difficult um, past life, um, their their soul needs some, some, some love 
love and care. Yes. And they they go to that yeah, temple and chamber of healing and yes. that's where they get the um you know the healing the emotional healing physical whatever it is that the soul needs to heal from that experience especially if you know they've died in a battle you know in in war um yeah so yeah the he- healing temple or chamber is um i i often um yeah i often yeah take them there and just allow the healing to take place you yeah. know yeah and that's a really good thing to do because um I was watching a video of Dolores the other day and she was talking about how it's actually possible to visit these places now, in you know, through um, either deep meditation or QHHT and things like that. If you set the intention to go to these places, yeah. you can. You don't have to wait to die. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll finish this life. So um, the Temple of Healing um, was described in her works and her books by her clients as being uh, I think it was like the dome-like structure with mm. the um, gems in the ceiling that light would come through yeah. so you'd have all these different healing lights in the in the room and they would just be immersed in all this healing energy while they were there it's it's quite oh, beautiful, beautiful. Do we, I think there were even crystals or, or it was mm. just the light that, that came in from yeah just all the different all the different areas yeah, it's quite it's quite beautiful, and um, I've had clients who have gone to this and described it in a very similar way. So, yeah. what I was meaning before by it's the vibe of it, because sometimes they may not mention a dome ceiling or a, yeah. or gems or whatever, but they all have a similar theme, which is there are different coloured lights. Um, and there's healing. And sometimes some clients will experience um, some colours more than others, I find. Um, and even during the initial regression part of the session, sometimes people experience different colours as a form of healing, depending on what they what they need. Mm. Um, I find that quite interesting. And um, the chakra system um, has different colours as well. So, you know, like the colors can relate to the body parts or the you know etheric body parts so yeah, yeah it's I find that very 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 fascinating so yeah I haven't had a client explain it as and describe it as a domed ceiling or anything like that but I've definitely had the colored lights healing mm-hmm. room experience and the feeling um, of love they they often yes. say you can just feel this profound love and sometimes yes. become emotional and they cry um, because mm-hmm. the love is so profound, they feel held. Yeah, and they often, you know, feel quite rejuvenated afterwards. Yeah, like it really does heal them on such a soul level. Um, yeah. I find that quite interesting. And um, also, I find that people have loved ones come through at that point. Yes, you know, like uh, loved ones that have passed, like grandparents, parents, yes. Siblings. That's very common. It's actually, I feel like that's becoming more common. Um, I'm seeing that happen more in my sessions now than I had before. I don't know if you've noticed this wave of um, loved ones coming through, Mm. which is interesting in itself because I never, ever um, will say to a client, oh, there's a chance that a loved one could come through because 
you know, as you know, we, we have no um, control over what experience their subconscious and higher self yeah. is going to give them. And I don't want to you know, disappoint put, them. Yeah. yeah, disappoint them. So I don't mention it, but it's it's interesting that it's happening more frequently. Um, I don't know it's, if it's the time of year. They say the veil is thinning. but The veil is thinning. That's what it is. We're getting yeah. more connected to the to the other side. Yeah. Especially when they're in that, um, you know, they're often in the, you know, ninth dimension, 12th dimension. I've had someone in the 99th dimension. Um, so, yeah, when they're in those higher dimensions, that's when, you know, that's when you can connect with what's going on in those dimensions, which is amazing. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And we're in, the, we're, yeah. we're in a very low density as our human selves. We're, we're in the third to fourth dimension. So, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, but we can, <laughs> we can access the other ones. It's just, yeah. yeah, we're in quite a dense thing. But, yeah, that temple of healing, um, yeah, I, I find it fascinating. I've had many clients go there. Um, Nicole, I know you've had many go there and you even guide them there yourself, which I find yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Know, especially if they've had, do you do that more so if they've had, a traumatic past life when do you yeah. do that if, um after they've passed and the, they've left the body um then i will um take them to the healing chamber or temple uh and i'll ask for uh, the healing to be taken place and the soul knows what 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 they need and um and then i will connect with the higher self with the subconscious yeah that's yeah I find that that's a beautiful thing that you do for your clients um, yeah because you know I mean the subconscious and high self can take them there it's themselves if they need it but yeah to ask the subconscious to take them there I think is yeah. is a very good thing to do and that temple of healing um actually I've had people go to other areas of healing as well not just this colored light one I don't know if you've experienced anything else I've had um it's just happened a couple of times I've had clients go to Arcturian healing chambers right. um and they've all described them in a very similar way right. it's like a, a light blue crystal structure and things um is that in, in a ship in a ship in a white very uh, you know, I don't I don't recall the ship. I just recall the description of the the space that they were in. They were describing it as a very light, light blue type crystalline crystal room structure. Um, and, yeah, they said they could feel the healing going on. So I don't know. I mean, my thoughts are it could be, you know, maybe these people are Arcturian starseeds, so maybe that's why they go back there for healing. Um yeah. you know, as opposed to this other temple of healing. Um, or maybe, yeah, I don't know. There could be many different reasons, really, let's be honest. Depending on, you know, what where the star seeds are coming from and, you know, they, you know, if they're going to the Acturians, they're probably Acturians and they're going home to get some love and care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they get sent back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I find I find that interesting too. So there are, and I'm sure, look, there are many, many more places where our souls can go between lives if they need that healing or any particular healing. And I suppose it would depend on what healing um, they need. Um, really, there's 
probably not a one shoe fits all solution um, or place, but um, yeah, I've definitely experienced that temple of healing and the Arcturian healing chamber in my sessions. And they both really do the same thing with the same outcome. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, a really beautiful experience for the soul, very cleansing. I just saw Jess has put a question in the chat. Oh. Do clients become more in touch with their intuition after a session of experiencing other dimensions? Yes. In definitely. my experience, yes. <laughs> We're both like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you recognise that inner voice. You Because when you listen to the recording, you... Um, you befriend this new part of you um, and then you can recognise that inner voice um, when it comes through. I sometimes find that when I'm talking to somebody and I'm giving them advice that they've gone through something and I just feel my higher self come through and talk through me and I'm like, wow, that was really smart. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, you can tell it's a part of you that's really, really like intelligent. <laughs> Yes. yes. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Definitely your intuition. Um, yeah, because pretty- really, I mean, what is your intuition? It is what Nicole was speaking about earlier. It's your soul's voice. <laughs> it's that connection to outside your physical body and, and what is out there. So, you know, if you open up that dialogue, or, you know, when you when you become more conscious, I suppose, of that open dialogue, like, during a session and you know like Nicole said you listen to the recording you start to learn to recognize it Um, and you can become more it's I mean your intuition's always there but you probably don't always listen to it you're not always tuned into it Um, so this just helps I suppose you know fix the the antenna on your tv just helps to dial in a little bit stronger Um, so that's definitely a benefit yeah, I often find that the the person, the way the person talks when I meet them and we have a chat, <clears throat> once um they go into that deep hypnosis, it's a different version of them that comes through that's got a different personality. It's usually like, oh well, it's always different, but um it's sometimes funny, like sometimes, you know, the the person's higher self will will giggle and say oh she just doesn't listen we just have to knock her on the head until she gets it you know and and this is the person talking through you know when they're in that state um so yeah that the the um the higher self has a different personality often to the person meet them yeah it's amazing yeah it does doesn't it and I know um it just depends really because, you know, with different clients that have different levels of recollection with their sessions. Some people wake up and remember all of it. Some remember bits. Some remember very little. So usually after, right after the session when we have our debrief, I will say to I'll ask clients, tell me what you remember, et cetera. Um, and if they do remember that part, the majority the subconscious part, the chat with that inner self, your higher self, um, a lot of the time they do comment and say, oh, that was weird. It didn't, I wasn't talking like me. Like it was a bit different. And they notice that, that change. But when they listen to their recording, they can hear it even more because they're hearing it from a very awake, conscious mind as opposed to that very relaxed yeah. state. And I have, I have people say, you know, I was listening to myself speak, but I couldn't say anything. So I just had to sit and listen. <laughs> do you get that? 
Because yes. it's like it's like they're the observer, and this this yeah. this your part of them comes through, and yeah, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Especially when they allow themselves to really relax into the session and really get the most out of it. Because, yeah, I have people say to me, oh, you know, like I was, it was weird. I was lying there. I know I was talking, but I felt like I was on the outside here sort of watching myself just as I talk. Like I felt really disconnected, like disconnected, not in a bad way, but it was like they were split in two, I suppose. They're conscious. they They could tell the difference between the two. And I'm like, yep, yep, that, that's it, you know. And when you do notice that in your everyday life, like you said, Nicole, it's that very quiet voice and often we don't pay attention to it and we don't really notice it. But when we bring it forward, it becomes a lot more prominent and they start to recognise the, the difference between the two voices in our head or in our heart. So mm-hmm. it's quite interesting how that happens. Yeah. But um, the other room I really wanted to talk about was the tapestry room that is also within the temple of wisdom so what I love about the tapestry room is that it's a tapestry it's been described as a tapestry as far as the eye can see apparently we're not even meant to see the end of it but it's all made of different threads and each thread is a soul so it's it comes into that we're all one, but we're all individual. You know, we we are but connected. We are ones. We all form part of the same tapestry. And you could be a small thread, a thick thread, a thick piece of rope. There's all different threads within this tapestry, um, depending on where your soul is at. And apparently, it's quite beautiful. Um, and they say that time, as we know it the counting of time, let's say, exists on the up opposite side of the tapestry. And so as we progress through our lives, the tapestry just keeps getting woven and our threads continue to grow and form and intertwine. We meet other threads, other souls, and it all intertwines together in this beautiful tapestry. Um, and I recall once having uh, a client, I don't think she went to the... I actually don't think she went to the tapestry room, but I think, because as you know, Nicole, sometimes when they're in this regression, there aren't human words to describe what they're yeah. seeing. Yeah. And she was finding it very difficult to describe. And But it was all these different coloured threads and lights that she could see, and she described it as the creation of time as we know it that was the only way she could put it and it was this thing where okay as you're as you're moving along the thread you know the the light she was calling them lights get longer and bigger and they spread and intertwine and and everything like that um but I think it's actually very similar to what Dolores described as the tapestry room because the tapestry room was all the different coloured types yes. of threads that all intertwined and, and continued as our souls, you know, journeyed on. Yes. Um, and given that they do say a creation of time is on the other side of the tapestry, I actually feel like this client of mine was on that other, because she was talking about the creation of time with it. So I found that quite fascinating. Um, I don't know if I've ever had any other client just go to the tapestry room. I think that would probably be my only one. Um, 
I don't know why else you would really need to go there. I think the healing room's a lot more common. Yeah, I think it's more to understand the connections that you have with the people in your life, the souls in your life and how you're interconnected and, um, you know, that, you know, your mum in this life could have been your daughter in another life and, you know, just showing you that you are all here on a journey, um, just playing different roles. Um, which is, you know, what Dolores talks about being on earth school um, and that the soul pods, we come to get, we come together as a group and we play different roles. Um, you know, you know, in this lifetime, you be the mom and I'll be the child. And then in this lifetime, I'll be the dad and you be the son. And, you know, so we want to try as many different um, um, versions of, of ourselves that we can um so yeah so I guess the tapestry is that intertwining connection and you know we we often have soul recognitions where we you know we'll just look at someone and they'll look back at us and we'll be like oh my gosh what was that you know and it, it it's just the soul's recognizing the the physical body doesn't but it's the soul that knows that you know sometimes you just agree to just have a glance at each other and that's the sole agreement for this lifetime you know you know and that's the other thing too that happens isn't it um like when we pass we have that life review you know our soul goes and you know there's no one there's no one thing being whatever you want to call it that judges you we judge ourselves and that's what religion that's what religion has taught people that you know if you don't do this you god is going to punish you but it, it god god is just unconditionally loving you know um god has um you know we we in a um earth school of free will and so why would god give us free will and then punish us when we do something wrong you know it's we're free will so we we look back at our lives and say gee i didn't like that i did that now i want to be you know i want to learn what it's like to be on the other side of the coin yeah, and that's where, as you said, in our soul groups or pods, you know, um, we'll say, you know, okay, um, you know, Nicole, you know, you and I are back on the other side and we've reconvened and we're like, okay, you were meant to help me with this, but that didn't quite work and I was meant to do this, but we didn't really do it that well. So how about this time we'll play other roles in our lives, but it's, you know, we've got to redo it again. We have to replay it to learn. Um, so, you know, that's a big thing that happens on the other side as well, all this scheming and planning. Um, it's just when, we, when we're born, we're born with that veil of forgetfulness and, but, you know, it wouldn't really be a, a challenge or a lesson if you were given the answers in the beginning. So you have to work it out as you go through and as you go through life. And you have to repeat it until you get it. So I know that I was you know, I shared many lifetimes with a certain soul and I needed to learn that lesson so that I can move on to the next level. Um, and this lifetime is when I did it. Um, and, and the QHHT is what helped me. So, you know, if you are repeating a pattern, um, you know, women or, you know, I, I often have women who say, you know, I keep attracting an abusive man. Well, what, what's what's your soul trying to tell you, you know? There, there's a lesson there, you know. Um, it's maybe it's self-empowerment. You're, you're getting the same lesson again and again until you learn how to, how to stand up for yourself. So, 
um, it's very interesting that when you understand that the, the pattern and the re repetition um, is there to help you to grow and to learn and therefore you don't have to do it you don't have to go through it again you know yes, so exactly yeah. and all those agreements are made on the other side before we come back with the other people who are going to star in the play with us you know yeah. or have a role in our play here on earth um so yeah the the agreements that we make with other souls all happens on the other side as well there's a lot that happens on the other side you know healing agreements etc mm. um the other thing the the third room um of the temple of wisdom that i find really interesting is what they call the library yeah um Dolores always, loved that one. <laughs> I think that was her favourite, yeah. yeah. And it was, it's a room where, well, it's a library. It's probably the best way to describe it, but it has um, basically all knowledge, all knowledge, everything that has ever been, everything that ever will be. Um, apparently, I've never actually tried this, but apparently you can go to this place um, and they've got rooms and you can go into a room and ask to see something and you'll be shown it like a, a hologram or a picture up on the wall, sort of all immersed in it. Um, it's probably why Dolores liked it. I know she was into research and loved everything. Um, but uh, actually what's it called? The Akashic records are actually kept there as well. So I know everyone, most people are aware of the Akashic records and how they hold all the information, et cetera. So they're actually stored within this library as well. Um, I have, I've never purposely tried to take a client there. If they asked me, I, I would ask their subconscious if it was um, appropriate for them to go there and then, then they could go. Um, but I did have one client who went, um, you know, unprompted. So his soul took him there. But it was quite interesting because this client was a, hope I pronounced this right, he was actually a Hare Krishna and he came to me for a session um, just out of curiosity. Um, you know, he was quite spiritual himself, obviously, being a Hare Krishna. Um, and he was taken to this place and he, I, you know, I won't go into what he was told, but it was quite beautiful the way he described it. The book that he had to open and, and get his information from was this beautiful golden book. And I, he had just had tears coming down his face as he was in the regression just from the sheer beauty of it. Um, yeah, but he was presented this book and there was something on there he needed to see. So, um, yeah, it's the only client I've had go there of their, let's say, their own free will. Um, they, they just went um, but yeah, I'd like to have more clients go there. I think it would be would be quite interesting. I mean, uh, it's a place full of everything. It's all knowledge. How can you not want to go there? <laughs> I mean, it'd be amazing. Yeah, sometimes um, I have uh, people um, ask to go there to retrieve um, soul memory of talents and um, um, abilities that they have because when we you know our soul as it evolves we pick up on different um, talents and abilities throughout the soul's journey and it's all ours to take if we want it 
And so it's like going to a big library. You have to actually select, um, you know, select what it is specifically that you want because it's, you know, there's too much, you know, it's infinite. And so I've had people, um, I've had, um, you know, a, a woman um, go back to her life as a healer and um, ask the Akashic Records, ask to be, um, to be uh, sort of given those, abilities again um and they're downloaded downloaded for her or someone as a teacher whether it's a doctor whatever it is uh, a musician um you can ask to um have have that information downloaded to help you in this lifetime so yeah. so you know that that's what that would be good for um especially if you've you know got a certain path in this lifetime that you need um you know you need to have maybe communication skills learn to be understand another language perhaps um yeah so you're just going to back into the the soul's infinite um in, you know the field of in, in it's just never ending what you can ask for um yeah, yeah. So that's... And I, yeah, and I suppose like with all things, you know, if it is in your best and highest good and if it's meant for you in this lifetime, you will be shown it or yeah. you will be provided it. But if it's not, you know, um, no. it just, it won't be. You can't force it, no. you know. You can't be, oh, I want to be a, I don't know, a, a singer. <laughs> I want to be able to sing. But if it's not meant for me in this lifetime, it it, it won't. Um, but yeah, like I said, there are people that I suppose have, they know what their purpose is. They might have blocks they need to overcome. They might just be struggling a little bit and need a bit of help to, like you say, download that previous knowledge from their soul, that previous skill, um, that is stored there. Um, yeah. So that's where that could really be useful. I can, yeah, definitely see that. So there's so much that happens, (laughs) when we pass but and and everyone has a different experience but one thing I will say everyone well every client who goes to a past life because again not everyone goes to a past life but every client that does experience a past life when they experience that point of passing over the point of that life ending I have never ever ever had a client be sad that they passed or you know it's it's they feel so free and they feel amazing you know if anything they just feel pure love um and the beautiful thing is is that they do you know after passing in that life they're able to look back on that life and see it from a completely different perspective you know they can see well, I suppose it depends on life, but yeah, they just see it completely differently to what they did when they were actually involved in, in it. And with, with that comes those, uh, the integration of the lessons, the integration of learning, oh, okay, that's what that was, right. You know, and I don't know, I don't know about you, Nicole, I've never had a client ever who has been sad when they've no, passed no, neither and they're they're um so keen to share what the lesson is anyway you know um you know in that lesson I learned to you know to be alone because um that was what I wanted to learn you know or or that I need to love more or I need to 
um, to take on other people's problems less. You know, I had someone who was taking on everyone else's problems and doing that in this lifetime as well. And he was told that the lesson of that lifetime was that it's not your it's not your job to look after everyone. You know, you've got to look after yourself. Yeah. So there's always a a lesson to learn. But, yeah, it's just like moving. It's not a big deal. It's like the soul just moves into another body and it's just we see it as such a big deal. But on a soul level, it's just another chapter in a story. Yes. And, you know, and where our soul, you know, some people might say, where does our soul then go when we die? And after it's been through healing and you know, usually it all could go healing if it goes anywhere. Um, but then where does it go? You know, and I know um, that Dolores spoke about this three astral uh, planes, astral levels. You know, you've got your lower, your mid and your upper astral plane. So your lower astral plane, they're your lower vibrational people. These are souls or people that have lived a life full of low vibrational okay. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, Yeah. they could be, yeah, exactly. Very low vibrational lives. It's not hell as, you know, um, is taught um, in a lot of religions, but it's just a lower astral level. And these are the souls that more often than not, because it is lower on the plane, these are the ones that we can experience as spirits, ghosts, apparitions, that kind of thing, because they're a lot closer to our density, right? Um, they hover around what they liked when they were living. So yes. they'll hover around, you know, clubs and bars, places where there's alcohol, you know. Um, and, well, it is it is a type of hell for them. It, it's not hell, but for them it's not. It's, it's uneasy because they think they're alive, but they're not. So they can't you know, experience the whatever it is that they're addicted to or whatever. Yeah. So because, you know, a lot of them don't realize that they're that they're not human anymore, that that they're, you know, so it's it's not a pleasant place to be, put it that way. No, it's not, not too what pleasant. We but I mean they're not there forever, I suppose. It's you know, until they come back and have to learn their lessons again. But yeah. it's kind of like the, a waiting place. And yeah. you know, then you have the mid astral, middle astral mid um where i think it's described very very similar to what we're taught heaven is you know it's very beautiful you can have what you want you know um you know it's whatever you imagine heaven to be is the middle astral plane so that's you know um again until just until you reincarnate but that's where you go and it feels fantastic and you know, often um, they say a lot of souls don't want to leave. Um, and they're encouraged to by their guides if they, you know, need to for soul evolution and learning. And um, but yeah, that that's what I perceive the way it's described as what heaven is. Mm. Wouldn't you agree? Like that middle astral, it's just beautiful. You have what you want. It's however you imagine it to be is what it will be. It's very yeah. beautiful. They don't want to leave. Yeah. Um, then you've got the upper astral, which is, I suppose, what we all aspire to go to because we would never have to come back again. Um, but, um, you know, they say that's where the temple of wisdom that we were speaking, speaking about is, 
in that upper astral level. So we do visit there, obviously between lives for healing and things, but, you know, we get booted back because there's something else we have to learn. But, um, yeah, it's quite interesting how all that was discovered, you know, within QHHT and, and the works and there's so many people, clients that can correlate that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I yeah. find that really, really interesting. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything we've missed out on. Like there's there's probably lots. Um, there's a lot of things that can happen between, you know, when we finish up in the life that we're in and start a new ones. So there's healing. There are, you know, obviously our judgment of ourselves and how we went, reassessment, um, setting of... Um, you know, contracts, agreements with other souls before we come back and forming that soul or that karmic contract when we're back on this plane. Um, Yeah, there's so much that happens. Um, But I think that in a nutshell, I think that covers it. Is there anything you think we've missed out on, Nicole? Um, Yeah, just I guess um, just to note that, um, you know, where the you know, the the soul wants to learn as much as it possibly can when it comes into a lifetime. And um, Dolores was saying that um, disabled bodies are like souls are waiting in line for disabled bodies because in one lifetime you can learn and grow so much from being in a disabled body. So we would look at someone disabled and feel sorry for them or, or compassionate, um, but they are actually bringing out that compassion in us, um, making us appreciate, you know, the life that we have and whatever. So um, um, also, you know, you've got the the carers as well that are learning and growing from caring for disabled um, bodies. So it's very interesting how, um, you know, on our side, we look at that as, you know, not, not, not it's not something we would really um, choose. Um, however, the soul does want to come down once and learn everything in one lifetime so that, so that it doesn't have to keep coming again and again. <laughs> so so that's an interesting um, an interesting uh, concept. Um, oh yeah, they, they choose a very hard life, as you say, to try and learn everything or, or a lot of things at once. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a hard way to do it. Absolutely. very hard way yeah yeah um but yeah it's it's very interesting how our perspective of what the soul wants and what the soul is doing um as a human is so different to the perspective that we are when we're in the higher dimensions you know um we just take everything so seriously when we're playing this game and then when we're on the other side we're like ah, oh, you know why did I take my life so seriously, you know? Um, so I guess the idea is just to to enjoy your life and um, learn as much as you can and, you know, be high vibrational if you can, as, as often as you can and do good to yourself and to others. Um, yeah, not to take every little thing too seriously because, you know, you chose it. It's hard for us to see that, but we chose everything yeah when they're on the other side though they do see it but like I said from that different perspective they see it as the lesson they had to learn and they're okay with that 
yeah, yeah, they're very okay with it, especially if they did learn that lesson, if that did sink in in that lifetime. Yeah. They're wrapped because they're yeah. great. Tick that one off. Do it done. again. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have to do it again. So before we open up for any questions, I just wanted to um, say that if anyone wants to connect with Nicole on social media, she's on Instagram and her handle is uh, the soul priestess. Um, my handle on Instagram is qhht.australia and we'd love to connect with you guys. Um, so yeah, give us a follow. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review and share.